Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Today on the Focus on Why podcast, I am joined by Shilpa Panchmatia, otherwise known as Shilpa P. Welcome. Thank you, Amy. It's an honor to be here with you today. I've been listening to you all through summer on lockdown walks, and here I am today with you. Thank you. Oh, absolute pleasure. And it's so lovely to hear where people have been sort of tuning into the show from and what they've been up to, because that's the beauty of a podcast is it's so portable and can be taken wherever people go. It's been a fantastic revelation that podcasts are the new Netflix now. I've heard of many friends say, well, my husband's away, so I'm going to be sitting catching up on podcasts and I'm binging on them. And it, it's it's revolutionized the way that we consume information, content, and it's fabulous um, because we can do we can multitask. Much of my podcasting is either on my walks or when I'm in the kitchen. Absolutely. And at the beginning of May 2020, there were a million podcasts. And as we sort of edge towards the end of this year, we've had a growth of almost 900,000 more. That's phenomenal. It shows the explosion. And we've only just tipped, touched the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, for for sure, because there are over 37 million YouTube channels. So there is going to be a similar sort of growth in this area, I'm sure. It's phenomenal to see the amount of content that we have, the amount of educational entertainment um, sources that we have. We're, we're, We're all walking uh, encyclopedias these days with all this information it's 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 fantastic we never had this I never had this growing up I had those do you remember those Britannica encyclopedias that's where my learning would come from and if I was naughty I had to go pick one and read one <laughs> yeah it was really because it was obviously sectioned into the sort of the alphabet so you had you know very small portions for sort of I think a to b a to c or whatever and then all the way through and it was quite it was interesting to have one of those or have the whole set on the shelf and and also if you didn't know the answer to something you'd have to wait for the library to open and you know trot down at the weekend and go and have a look for the answer and now you've got Siri, Alexa, you've got all sorts of things. Oh, she's just woken up. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, absolutely. Most conversations nowadays end in a Google search. So bring us back up, well, bring us up to speed with where you are and what you're up to right now, Shilpa. I've been an accidental entrepreneur and I've enjoyed a, a fabulous journey and I celebrate 21 years next year. So, Amy, get ready for the party. And two years ago, I um, I found myself being an accidental business coach, and it's been an absolutely beautiful journey, really allowing me to share my passions of supporting business owners. Um, I love helping people, and through my journey of being a business owner, I've had so many experiences and learnings myself. So. You know, they say that it's so magnificent when you find your calling in life. I almost feel that all the trauma and late nights 
um, and the challenges because it's not all fun and roses running a business and businesses in my case have been worthwhile. I feel I've come home, been able to support, inspire, empower um, people through their day-to-day living and through to the day-to-day ability to make a living. And it's fun and highly, highly enjoyable. And I can understand how you can become an accidental entrepreneur, but how do you also become an accidental business coach? Because you're quite purposeful. Yeah, so I ran a coaching company way, way back in 2003 when coaching was just becoming popular. And um, we created and trained a lot of life coaches, success coaches uh, globally. The business got bought out and I decided that I didn't want to do coaching because everybody was a coach. Um, And I, I wanted something bigger, so I went into software development And I thought it was the end of coaching for me. And when I'd sold two years ago um, a social media agency, I got invited to do some consultancy work and I found out that I was actually really enjoying coaching element of it. And then as I started networking again, people said, well, you've done this work. You've helped someone put Facebook into their business. Can you come to my business and help me? Because it's going to give me a whole new business avenue and business channel. So I found that I was just supporting businesses ad hoc by invitation. And it just became apparent to me that, well, actually, this can be my next career move and I can set myself up as a business coach. Incidentally, I had 10 clients all of last year um, where I worked with them full time on their business. But I hadn't got even a website or hadn't really done any social media. So it's very interesting to see how the power of a network can be so important and almost imperative to a business owner. And I only realized that recently. But then I did have a network well over 21 years. So it's something that I'd built up and contributed to and taken from over the years. And you've created, you've run and you've sold business. Which parts do you enjoy the most? Always the startup. I'm a complete, absolute startup junkie. The adrenaline, the fun, the, the the prospect of setting something up, the enjoyment. Um, I, I've still been thinking of ideas all through lockdown, you know. So I'm definitely a startup person, and and I and I think it's been great for me to be able to start a business and then under five years being able to exit that business. And the 21 years are those particular moments that stand out for you. I always remember how business relationships and business contractual opportunities are different in every country. And I had a business in India and we had a commercial lease on top of a bank. So it was a, it was a nice property. And the commercial lease at the time, we were quite naive, we had, had a six month payment up front and we wanted to vacate the property. So we said to the landlord, we wrote to him very nicely and said, look, we're going to vacate the property. Do you mind? If we give you the three months notice and take and you take the three months rent due from our deposit, and then all you do is return the three months minus if there's any expenses or any 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 issues. And the 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 commercial landlord got very upset with that, that we were breaking the terms of the condition and we were foreign people and we didn't understand how it would work. And he threatened to put us into jail, which he absolutely could because he would just make a police complaint 
and the police will come and pick you up and interview you. And during that interview process, they stick you in jail. Maybe in my imaginative mind, I extrapolated it too far. But I, Amy, I spent a two full days being absolutely scared I was going to be in jail in a foreign country on my own. <laughs> um, joyful moments, um, having firsts in the in, in industries, be, being one of the first social media agencies for a professional Asian uh, professional services companies, accountants and lawyers, um, selling web design, you know, when it first started. And in those days, you would pick up the phone, you would ring people. And I remember going to a networking meeting and then having a subsequent meeting and the lady saying to me, well, why would I need a website? So that's kind of when I look back upon it, I think, oh, it's been phenomenal to have done that. During my corporate career, I remember actually selling mobile phones. And that's when mobile phones were first introduced. And we'd go to exhibitions. I worked for Ericsson. We'd go to exhibitions and we'd have this great big like suitcase over our shoulder. And that was quite interesting to actually, I remember speaking to people then and saying, this is the communication of the future. It was called the PCN network. And this means that one day in the future, you won't be ringing someone at home in the office at their grands. You will actually pick up the phone and you will ring them on their phone and it will be person to person. And wow, here we are. And when I look back, I'm in awe of the advancement that we've made as a society. And if I extrapolate that to now, I'm in awe of the advancement we've made as a society through pandemic and the absolute fastness that the digital age has come about to us. It's been very exciting to see. And you talk about the the sort of the advancing in advancement in technology. How have you found the pandemic for you personally? And how have you found not being able to physically network? I found it really hard initially, if I'm honest with you, Amy. I'm very much a people person. And so my client sessions have all been in person where I go and sit with my my client and we work on the business and I'm helping their teams. And all of a sudden, my clients' businesses were topsy-turvy. Um, the world was topsy-turvy and we all had to find new ways of working in this online world. And look how beautifully we've all adjusted. So it gives me faith in humanity, in our own ability as human beings to change. Um, and I look back to the, the beginning of the pandemic and how difficult it was to now thinking, actually, we, we all had challenges as individuals, as businesses, as teams, and we've transcended them all the way through. And that's, that's been fantastic. And you talk about when you were working in your startups about how so that all of the challenges and the late nights were worth it. And yet you finally found your calling in life. How do you know that? I feel very excited to do the work that I'm doing. And I'd always read about this, but I didn't really believe it. And of course, through my career, I was always seeking what is the work you were born to do, if anything, such thing existed. I think Nick Williams wrote something very important about this about 20 years ago, and it became the thing to do. Are you finding your life purpose? I don't feel like I work. I think that's the key. I actually feel like I'm just having conversations and just having fun with my clients and with my communities. 
Whereas previously, I probably had to-do lists. I probably had a, a fair amount of tension, a lot of goals. Um, I, I don't find I have many goals. I'm more purposeful and more living of the moment these days. So it's a very relaxed, calm place to be. And if you tried to explain that to the Shilpa P from 10 years ago, how, how would that have been received? I think she had plans and ambitions and a set way of thinking and being. And the last 10 years uh, have most certainly shown me that there are many ways to look at things, many perspectives. And sometimes we have to get out of the chair we are in now and go and sit in another chair, but look at ourselves in the first original chair. And that's really going to change the way that we think about ourselves and our lives. Life is so infinite. There are so many opportunities for us in life. We can be who we want to be in the world, but we have to change the way we think and we feel about life. That's certainly been something that I've learned in the, in, in the last 10 years. And where have your inspirations come from? I think my initial inspirations are from my family. I come from a community of business owners and I've seen my brothers and my cousins and my own parents um, bootstrap startups and be incredibly successful with them. And then you've got many people in, in, in the big wide world. Um, Richard Branson always, always fascinates me with how he gets into so many different sectors and so many different business areas, even without having the knowledge. And I've, I've probably done a lot of that myself, having worked in very many diverse business areas, that it's actually been, oh, I think that's a really interesting sector. I'm going to set up a business in it. And then I've gone and hired the best skills to do it. You, you've, got a, you, you've got a family who are all creative and, and you obviously are, are creative yourself. What is it that you sort of use as a measure for your own success? Oh, that's a difficult one because the sort of entrepreneur that I am and the sort of ambitious woman that I am, there's never been a yardstick to say that, okay, I've actually achieved success. It's been a passion that you're always fueling, you're always striving, and you're always doing better because look, hey, the world's like that. The world is ever-changing and giving you many, many opportunities. So you're, all, you're always trying to grab what glitters. And this passion for business, can you remember where it's first started? I think I must have been a kid and I was selling lemonade. I, I remember the road and putting up a stall and it was it was 5p for a jug of lemonade. And growing up in an entrepreneurial family, that was always dinner time conversation, dinner table conversation, um, family gathering conversations. Everybody was in business and you were always looking for opportunities in business being an immigrant family my my community were all trying to settle i think one of the the the, the most um poignant memories of, of my childhood is my uncle who a very successful businessman and philanthropist he would come to visit us from canada and he would ring me up on the phone and obviously on, on a landline phone and say well i'm coming to visit um i want to talk to you about the economy so I'd run to the shops with my 10p pocket money or 20p, whatever it was, and buy myself a copy of the Financial Times. So here I am, age something like 12, reading the FT and understanding what's happening in the world. 
That's fantastic. I love I love that. And uh, you're not just about the business, though. There's other facets to you that you get involved with. And you're sort of, you're a very spiritual person. How do you find the spiritual element folding into your passion for business? It's been a gradual shift as I think the world and businesses have become, may I use the word spiritual, purposeful, um, socially aligned. Um, and I feel a lot more comfortable knowing that we're doing good in the world as opposed to purely and absolutely having one mark for business, which is profit. There, there, there are many, many elements that help you make that profit. I do believe that a business is there fundamentally for profit, you know, if if that's what you want. And many businesses, nonprofits exist adequately well. And I'm finding more and more entrepreneurs are looking for that. It's not just about the riches that we see on the Instagram pages. So there's a, an element of profit with purpose. I think that's massive, profit with purpose and leaving a legacy, making some good in the world. Uh, and and the world as a whole growing and advancing. And you talk about leaving a legacy. Is, is it almost that you want to create a living legacy? I, I think it makes sense. Yeah, I, I always say, send me flowers now. Don't wait till I die. It's very important to do what you want to do in this life. Whilst I believe that, you know, we come back many times in this world um, and the spirit never dies and li- live your life now grab every opportunity you have. I, I I always say that I want to die or shriveled up and used up. I don't want to be dying or pristine. So live your life, give as much as you can, have the experiences that you want and completely and totally, absolutely fulfill your desires now. And what would you say your life purpose is right now? Well, that's a difficult question, Amy. That's sometimes the, the, the sort of question that keeps me awake at 3 a.m. in the morning. Um, I love my life and I love the things that I do. I, I, I don't think that I have one single purpose. I'm carving out a life for myself, which includes a lot of contribution through my own personal practice, coaching practice, through some of the charity work that I do. And you know what? Just generally being a nice, kind person, you know, buy the homeless guy a coffee every morning, not just now and again. Um, Do some good in your community, your your local community, your community at large, your charities, um, live a more simpler life. You know, I, I find that my desire for smart, fast sports cars has gone now which leaves me a significant sum of money every year to give to charity. So it's been a nice shift to have. Yeah, I, I totally agree that the, the, the as you get older, you, you definitely sort of want or, or need for, for as much as you used to. And, 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 that, and that simpler life is so rewarding. Don't you think that the pandemic has really brought that home to us? The simplicity, the inability to go dine at Michelin star restaurants, the desire to fulfill the wishes and the support at the local restauranter, and the love for our family and friends that we've realized is absolute paramount to us. I agree. I think that the opportunities that the pandemic has has afforded us is that ability to just put a pause on everything that we were striving for and everything that we were trying to achieve and reassess what is 
most important to each and every one of us. And as a result, as you say, you know, there's been fantastic opportunities to, to connect. And even though we haven't been able to physically connect, we've been able to connect in different ways and, and show our appreciation and show our, our love for other people and our respect. And whilst you know some people haven't had as many choices in terms of the, the people on the front line, you know, that they are they are committed and have had to have an incredible ongoing commitment this year, you know, without the, the sort of choice, because that was their their sort of early commitment in, in their career. Whereas a lot of other people have had opportunities to change their careers, whether they've been forced or not through you know, being made redundant. But what, what's important is that people have really had this opportunity to find their calling if they so choose. I think this is the sort of opportunity that has been afforded to people once in a lifetime. And... Many have seized it. Many have sought a deeper purpose in their being, in their existence. And many have struggled through it because of the mere challenges that trying to put food on the table has brought to them. Many have lost jobs, professions. Um, I see great opportunities for people there if they're able to just switch their mind over to, okay, all will be well. How can I be differently thinking about this? And what does my heart want to do? I think it's a great opportunity. I've certainly seen so many new businesses being born here. And that these opportunities would not have given them that impetus to change. And I think the stats have also shown that there's been a 30% increase in the number of startups, because all of a sudden there's a mass amount of job losses and redundancies, and people are thinking, this is a great time for me to work for myself. I've always known that the future of the world is that there'll be more and more micro businesses and more and more freelancers doing things, and the, the corporations of the past are slowly dying down. And why do you think that, that that's the case? No, I've not really thought about why, but if I was to think about it now, it's probably because there's just a change in the demographics and the way that people think and want to work. Um, and it's, it's communication must have a massive element to that. The digital age, being able to do this, sitting in different parts of the world and having meetings, it wasn't possible even five years ago. You did not have the advancement in technology. So do you believe that anybody could be an entrepreneur? Absolutely. I'd like to offer a distinction to the word entrepreneur and business owner. Many think that an entrepreneur is someone who ab absolutely invents something and has some innovation and borrows money behind the business. Um, whereas I think an entrepreneur is someone who has an idea and goes ahead and makes money out of it makes a business out of it and, and, and a good business out of that. I think entrepreneurism is a mindset. I think entrepreneurism is a ability to find opportunities in the marketplace to supply them with products or services. And I also think that entrepreneurism is something that anyone can do 
given that they have the mindset, they have the market opportunity, and they do the work and the learnings that's possibly necessary for them to, to get there. And it's not an easy journey, but it's a journey that anyone can do if they so wanted to. That desire has to be there. And with the desire, you're looking for sort of that internal intrinsic motivation. Oh, that's mega, isn't it? Being able to get out of bed in the morning and actually do your own your own day, you find your own structure, um, keep yourself going and, and juggle so many balls of sales, marketing. Today, you've got the digital age of social media, um, finance, manufacturing, whatever's involved. Um, for, for many, they like that variety. For some, they, they get overwhelmed. So I think you've got to be the right sort of person. And you know, if it calls you, it calls you. So you, you enjoy reading, you enjoy being inspired by people and through podcasts. How do you sort of source your, your various different inspirations? So I think they just pop out at me. You know, you may be walking past a bookshop and you think, oh, that's a great book. You may be surfing something. Or in these days, we spend a lot of time on social media. Someone will have recommended a podcast, a book, and you'll think, this is great. And I'm pretty organized, so I'll have a list and I'll just queue it up. And I think that's the way that I work. And then, of course, I have an assistant called Alexa who will just give me those things as I go along. Um, so it's a, it's a great way to, to stay informed, enjoy learning. And I love future trends. I love knowing what the future of the world is. How is, how is artificial intelligence going to change our world? And the only thing I get scared about is is those sort of science fiction kind of movies. I mean, sometimes I think in pandemic times, we're living it, we're all running around with these masks on. I, I wake up and I go, is this actually happening? Well, it is, unfortunately. And, and well, unfortunately, you know, there have been an equal amount of opportunities and sort of challenges that we're all facing in this pandemic. And you, you say you found your calling for your life in life, and we've talked about that. What's sort of next on the horizon? What, what does sort of 2021 look like for Shilpa? Enjoy it. Enjoy life more. Um, travel more. I've been fortunate to have traveled to 135 countries, but my, my thirst for travel and exploration of cultures uh, continues. Um, pandemic made me, I've always been a trekker, but the pandemic allowed me to walk and trek a lot more because I wasn't going to the gym. I'd love to climb more mountains. So it's more more of a personal journey, serving my clients, which I'm, I'm very lucky I have a, a full coaching practice. I'd like to launch a mastermind so I'm supporting more smaller businesses that are, that are coming into the marketplace and, and working with them. And climbing more mountains it, physically, but also from a metaphorical sense, you know, what is it you'd like to achieve? I feel very content with my life at the, at the moment. I feel I've reached the highest peaks and, and time for me to just sit and enjoy the views of the plateau. I love that. That's great. And are there any particular books that have, in, have sort of given you a, a sense of peace or a sense of understanding in the world? Yes. If I was to be asked, what are the two books that have changed your life? I think that they're both rather kind of spiritual, purposeful books. One was The Road Less Travelled by Gregory Scott Peck. I hope I've got that right. 
And the first line on that is very rememberable right from the beginning. And the first line says, life is difficult. And once you accept that life is difficult, it actually makes it easy because you've overcome possible challenges you've had with life and you accept life is difficult. And that makes makes all the difference. That's brilliant. I think I think the author is M. Scott Peck. I think That's you got M. Scott Peck. I, I got a little bit little bit um uh challenged with that. Yeah, and, and how how he talks about how self-discipline is so important for a good life. Because when we know what the worst is, we're free to see what is beyond it. And I love love that he talks about self-discipline because I think it really does make a big difference in life if we can create that level of discipline. With discipline in life or in business, we can solve problems. People can understand that problems can go away. And discipline gives you that thing called choices, which is also important. And I always remember that book, Amy, because it kind of made me realize that it's okay if you have challenges in life. We all have them. And once you get past those challenges, not meaning the actual problems, but the thinking that what these problems are about, it, it's, it's all so much easier. And the other book that you mentioned, you... Yeah, the second book was a, a massive revelation to me, which I, I read recently. And it was a book called Dying to Be Me about Anita Morjani. And there's two major themes in the book, one about being yourself and not having to worry about peer pressure, societal pressure, business pressure, but actually just being you. But what attracted to the book initially to read it was that she went through a near life, near, near death experience. And it just fascinated me that people still had them. Well, not still had them, but I, they, they were still so popular. It was a new book. I couldn't put that book down. She talked about how she had cancer and she was bedridden and then she died. And when she died, she met her father, her best friend and people that loved her. And she could at the same time see her brother, who was in a different country. Um, he was in Hong Kong and she was in the States getting on a plane to get to her. And she could see everyone in the room saying, telling her family that she was in a coma, but she was listening to it all. And then she comes back and she cures her cancer. So it shows you that your body has a tremendous amount of ability to heal itself. And the magnificence of every human being is, is amazing once we learn how to grab it. And, and I just found that, that, that whole, whole book, that whole episode really, really, really fascinating. And you, you started off by describing how it can be difficult to just be yourself because of the different elements of external pressures, whether it be your peers or society or, or business pressures. Why or how have you found it okay? Or how have you found the route to just being yourself? I think it's been a hard route. I come from a, an immigrant Indian family and we have very, um, very tough cultural norms. Um, I should have been a doctor, first of all. You know, how dare I be a business owner, uh, a female founder? I, I think it's pretty cool, actually. Um, 
And and then, you know, I should at some point be married with children. Um, and you've got to find within yourself a tremendous amount of, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, faith, faith and conviction in yourself. Really dig deep and live it. Live what you want to do. If it's your intention to run a business, if it's your intention to be CEO of, of a, a large corporation, you can do it. If you have a passion to build and innovate and write software, there's nothing to stop you. You've just got to learn the skills, have a good, well-thought-out plan, and have the absolute mindset that you can do it. And my mother always says, if you want to do something, you can. Don't ever think you're ever going to fail. Just do it. You can. I mean, I, th I think Nike stole that, that phrase from my mom, not the other way around. Just do it. Oh, I love that. That's brilliant. And, and it is a great message. And, it, it you know, whoever thought of it at whatever time, it is a fantastic sort of strap line to live your life by. And I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed with how you have had the confidence to just be yourself despite sort of you know cultural um, pressures as well that's an extra one into the mix there has it always been the case that you were accepted to be yourself absolutely not as, as i shared that we in society put a lot of expectation on individuals our children um, people that they've got to go and do a certain thing um, we don't allow the spirit of the soul and the individual needs and wishes to, to, to just roam and feel free. Um, often we worry about how will we live in the world? We want to have a certain level of income to afford a certain lifestyle. But I often feel we're stifling what we want to do and what our passions are. And, and the secret is of, is, is, of course, turning our passions into this profit. And that that's really where I think people will be accepted and appreciated for who they are and what they bring. So we've talked about profit, we've talked about purpose, and we've talked about passion, all sort of linked to business. And I know you have a huge passion for business, and there might even be a podcast coming out soon. Absolutely. Passion for business, all about individuals that have made a difference in the business world and shook up the business world and it could be through their innovation through their thinking through their social causes um, but they're they're fresh thinkers and they're change makers and they have a laser sharp focus on what they're doing we, we talked a little bit about this within our conversation today and I certainly believe that entrepreneurs are very different people they're a different type of people and we need all sorts to make the world go around and and they always want to make a difference in the world that's the common theme that i see with entrepreneurs often it's they they want to earn massive amounts of physical wealth to enable them to do something but the bottom line of that obviously is that they're looking for something different in that process i'm really excited about launching my my podcast and a lot of my inspiration came from listening to you Oh, that's great to hear. Is the ripple effect taking place again? Absolutely. Well, I just want to say thank you so much, Shilpa, for coming on to the podcast today. And I really look forward to hearing and seeing and listening to your launch of your new show. How would people get in contact with you? I tend to live on um, LinkedIn, 
Shilpa Panchmatia, Shilpa P. I'm on Instagram, Shilpa TV, Twitter, Shilpa TV. And my website uh, is shilpa-p.com. Fantastic. Well, I'll make sure all of those go in the show notes. And I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your passion for business with everyone. It's been really interesting. What are your final words for the audience today, please? Thank you, Amy, for having me. It's been a pleasure to speak to you. I think the message that I really like to inspire people with and something that I live every day myself, and don't get me wrong, I I falter many days, is that be whoever you want to be and do whatever you want to do in the world. There is nothing to stop you. We are human beings of infinite and absolute possibility. Do and be whatever you want to be in the world. Thank you for listening to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson, and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star Apple podcast review. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, and become a member of my inspiring, uplifting, and positive Focus on Why Facebook group. I help people to focus on their why with clarity, uniting their passion with their purpose with a plan to create the life they truly desire. If you would like me to help you focus on your why, then please book a free 20-minute coaching call via canonly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson. And if you haven't already, please sign up for the Friday Focus weekly newsletter via my website, amyrowlandson.com. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.